We are the talk. 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 We are the talk station of the nation. 99.3 Nigeria Info. 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 This is the glass ceiling. Glass ceiling. Hard facts. Hard facts. Thank you so much for joining today's edition of The Glass Ceiling. If you've never, 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 never joined The Glass Ceiling, oh, you are in for such greatness. The Glass Ceiling is a place where I gather the best men and the best women. And together we look at some of these invisible barriers that stand in the way of women being the best that they can be in the home, in the workplace, in politics, in the society. And we find practical solutions that uh, will help us uh, grab all of the tools that we need to shatter the glass ceiling. And today, on the glass ceiling, I want us to look at the law, right? I want us to look at the law as a glass ceiling. I'm Sandra Ezekwesele, by the way. Every week on this show, we talk about obstacles that women are facing in the society. And when we discuss the solutions, we often point to laws, right? So when we did marital rape, we talked about the laws. When we did rape culture in Nigeria, we talked about the laws. When we did women's participation in politics, we talked about the laws. When we did sexual harassment in the workplace, we talked about the laws, right? So we always keep coming back to the laws, yeah? The laws exist to remove injustice from the society. It is there to protect the weak from the strong. So when we are oppressed or have our rights taken from us, we're supposed to be able to go to the courts, right? And have the law fight for us, right? Women who in general have so many disadvantages have an even stronger need for good laws. Women are disadvantaged by culture. We are disadvantaged by a history of patriarchy. We are disadvantaged by having generally less financial power than men because of discrimination in the workplace and in business. We are disadvantaged politically. So when so, so, so when we talk about the law, we see that women need the law on their side for so many reasons but the law is very often not on our side as women you see this is so because just like all the other disadvantages that i've listed women are also disadvantaged in law our laws have been written mostly by men most of the time our lawmakers have not taken into account how our laws and our customs affect women negatively and even at times when they do realize the bias against women they 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 have no problems with it because you know, they like you and me they grew up in a society where it was perfectly normal for women to have fewer rights than men so they have no problem with the law enshrining inequality and that's what today's episode is about the law as a glass ceiling and we're looking at some of the major ways our laws make life harder for women, we want to look at how these laws and legal attitudes impact women at home, women in the workplace, women in the society. And joining us to break all this down is a great legal mind. She's the executive director of Tears Nigeria and uh, her, she's an author as well. Yes, I am. Yeah, she's an author as well. Her book is She Called Me Woman. So you should actually grab a copy of that book. It's really good. And um, help me say welcome to Zina Mohammed. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me. So let's start with an overview, right? In what broad areas do you see the law as failing women? My God, to be honest, there are so many ways in which the law explicitly fails us. I mean, there are very pro um, problematic ones that are very easy to see, right? Mm -hmm. Like the penal code where a man is allowed to correct his wife, in quote, i.e. he can beat her. So oh, that's wait, hold on. Yes. Rip, rip. <laughs> the penal code allows men to, in quote, correct their wives. Yes. We have a law in Nigeria yes. that allows that. Yes, the penal code that is applicable in northern Nigeria mm. allows men to beat people they are married to under the disguise of correcting them. Okay. Yes, but if you go to Sharia um, 
places and places where the penal law is a- applicable, they start mm. to tell you that there are exceptions to it. Mm. They start to tell you that, oh, he's not allowed to hit her too hard or leave a mark on her or many other thousand things that they say in practice should be done. Mm. But what we know happens is that men are explicitly supported by the law to beat women. In 2019, in the Federal Republic of Nigeria. My goodness. Yes. So My there are very goodness. obvious laws like that that are very, very problematic. But we also have things that not everybody knows about. Mm. For example, a woman cannot pass on citizenship to her husband. Did you know that? I, I, I knew that because he trended on Twitter at some point. Yes. One of my favorite authors, um, L. Nathan John, he, he used to carry that matter on his head a lot. Yes, because we do have a common friend and a couple of friends actually who mm. are married to non-Nigerians mm. and every time their spouses need to come to Nigeria, they need visas. They don't have rights to stay here. They don't have rights to citizenship and mm. it's very, very, it's complicated, right? Mm. It looks into how you as a woman are almost not completely Nigerian. Because you can't make someone a Nigerian, but a man who is your counterpart has the right to pass on citizenship. Okay. All right. So, so overview of Nigerian laws. We're not looking too good, eh? We're failing women in a lot of ways, eh? We are. Did you also know that the labor law makes uh. it a crime for women to work overnight in certain industries? You cannot work in manufacturing and agriculture and certain other industries as long as you are a woman. Like, it's an explicit... This one is not even a glass ceiling. It's a ceiling. It's a wall. <laughs> it says that you cannot walk past a certain time. Yes, means you can't grow in that industry. So how do you become a supervisor? How do you become a manager? How do you become? How do you? How do you go go up the corporate ladder in an industry like that? You don't. I think we need to check if your industry actually allows you to work overnight. Yes, I, I, had a, I, had, I, have, I had an overnight. <laughs> Wait, hold on, what? <laughs> yes, it is possible that you have been breaking the law for working overnight. Okay, let's not say that too loud. <laughs> All right, let's start. Let's look at some of the domestic affairs, right? Yes. And uh, domestic law. We've heard horror stories when it comes to inheritance law. Yes. And women. Yes. Where do our laws stand on women inheriting property from their parents alongside their brothers? Well, technically. The law says that all Nigerians must be treated equally, including in inheritance. Mm. And a lot of states have actually explicitly put down laws Mm. to say that women have a right to inheritance. Mm. But in practice, because the legal system is slow, right? It Mm. doesn't come, it doesn't come out that way. It grinds. And generally, customary law sometimes has, uh, is preferred to even the law that is acceptable. So if your parents marry under customary law, Mm. it's customary law that is applicable to you. Not the laws of Nigeria or the laws of your state. You're states. kidding me. Yes, dear. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so inheritance is a problem. You can have three daughters mm-hmm. and one son. Hmm. And in the end, as long as customary law is concerned, if your customs do not recognize women inheriting, hmm. it means that only your brother inherits. Can I appeal that? You can, but the legal system will take anything from five to 15 years. By that time, your brother has collected everything. And we all know, if he's kind, maybe you see something. If he's not, <laughs> nah, your one has finished. What's in there? All right, so we, we, um, we had this famous case huh, that got to the Supreme Court, which allowed an Igbo woman yes. to inherit her dad's property, regardless of what customary law says. Yes. But how many women have the resources to go to Supreme Court to overturn uh, uh, the ruling of the customary court? Should there not be, I don't know, in your opinion, more of an effort by government to force the customary courts to stop using customs and laws that are unconstitutional because they discriminate against women? Yes, I think that very few women can afford that to just go to courts generally, even if it's a court of first instance that's maybe the customary court Mm. the magistrate court the high court right it's Mm. very expensive the Mm. process itself is always very long so it tries your patience Mm. nobody has that kind of time or that kind of money to pay a lawyer Mm. the minimum you pay a lawyer to be going to court on your matter every time is like ten thousand just for appearance so that's not his professional Uh. fee Uh. that you're paying him Uh. so if the inheritance was like three hundred thousand you will pay more than that Uh. just to pursue the inheritance itself and it will take so many years so not many people have those resources to be able to pursue what is clearly their right Hmm. and where the laws exist we don't always implement it because again culture is supreme 
in Nigeria. So yes, effort needs to be made on a national level, first of all, fundamentally, to say that each, people, each person must be treated as an equal, regardless of his gender, mm. right? Or his or her gender. Mm. So that's the first step. And mm. then we need to ensure that states, especially states where this is prevalent, explicitly say this and special courts are sometimes created to hasten this issue because if we go through the regular courts it takes forever it's to our disadvantage so mm. we need to put down um, what do you call it uh, we need to put things in place that ensures that justice comes to women faster mm. yeah. all right so we have uh, zina mohammed on the show she is uh the executive director for tears nigeria tears nigeria is doing a lot of great work trying to find uh trying to fight for equal rights for nigerians you can join this conversation by the way send us a whatsapp message 0809 you can text that number if you're not on WhatsApp. And of course, you can give us a call if uh, some of the things we've been talking about on the show are blowing your mind. I, I, I can picture a number of Lagos men who heard you say that under the law, uh, they can correct their wives. You're like, hey, you mean I've been sleeping on a bicycle? I'm not been correcting my wife? But please tell me. The penal code, uh, um, uh, Zina, it's not applicable here in Lagos, is it? It's not applicable in Lagos, neither is the criminal code, because Lagos State is one of the states that has their own criminal code mm. of justice. Okay, so if you've, you've, you've just heard now, said, oh, but the penal code, don't touch your wife, honey. If you do it, the Lagos State government will come for you. They will catch you. They will come for you. <laughs> if you live in Ogun State, don't try it either. If you live in, where else? Where else do you live? I anywhere anywhere else but the north, yeah? Yes. Okay. All right. So it doesn't apply, you know, in these parts. Okay. All right, then. And, of course, we're streaming this conversation on Facebook and on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. Let's stay on the domestic front, uh, uh, Zina. We have talked about how the law treats women as daughters. Now, let's see how the law treats women as um, wives and intimate partners. We've talked about the penal code for a bit, right? Yeah. Do we have specific protections against intimate partner violence or domestic violence? We don't have any laws that actually protect women from intimate partner violence. What we do have is the violence against person, hmm. which allows people to, which allows some protection against persons. Okay. Right? But again, the violence against person has not been domesticated in all the states. Like, I'm still confused how the National Assembly in today's day and time hmm. will make a law and then states will say, until we domesticate it, it doesn't apply here. And they pick and choose. Like many laws, they'll be like, yeah, this applies to us. Other laws, they're like, okay, this does not apply to us until we domesticate it. That sounds illegal to me. Is it illegal? The law in Nigeria is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she's a lawyer, so, you know, take it from her. <laughs> so there are many, many things that are passed at the federal level that people are just like, yeah, this is a law of Nigeria. Hmm. Eh? And then other laws like the Child's Rights Act. Uh -huh. People will tell you that, oh, it doesn't apply in our state until we domesticate it before it applies. Doesn't that just break your heart? It does. It also shows you that laws are made by those in power to protect those who can access it and use the power. But for poor people like us, they will just stand around and say, no, it doesn't apply to you now. <laughs> eh? So you need to go and find one that applies to you. All right. So we have Davo on the line from Ikoi who says that he has female siblings who have been a victim of what exactly? Hello, Davo. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Sandra, Great to have you on the show. A great good evening to your guest right. as well. Hi. And thank God for this topic. Hmm. I'm a man, but the truth is that the law does not really favor the women. And uh, my sister has fallen a, a victim of this, whereby her husband passed away and uh, she gave birth to female children and there's nothing. She will, she, The children ended up with the uncles, the brothers, and the male people dominated everything. <laughs> But again, there's a need for equality. And we've been talking about gender equality for a very long time in Nigeria. Mm. In the 21st century, for God's sake. So there's a need. And sometimes the truth is that even the government pay, pay a lot of lip service to many of these things. Mm. Even if you see your topic yesterday, mm. I see how... And there are so many things to that. And I, 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 it's not everything you just come on on national radio and begin to talk about. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that the women... If you even see the, the tax, the women... Their, their job, even in the house, they are multitasking. Hmm. Only a woman will be cooking, 
should be feeding children, should be helping them with their assignments, should be uh, sweeping, should be... Uh, you know, they're doing a lot of things at the same time. Mm. So there's a need for, for that gender equality because the women are like even more vulnerable to most things that happen in our society. Mm. And I just really want to say that thank you for bringing up this topic. Okay. I also pray that the day will come. But there's another thing about it, the way, even in the military, okay. militarily, when you consider, mm. I used to live in the military barracks. Okay. I don't want to mention the name of the barracks. Okay. But you realize that most men carry guns while women don't. Hmm. Interesting. And I've the never paid that attention. It's because they were women. How many women go to Boko Haram, fight Boko Haram? That's a question you even ask. And the men are the ones who risk their life and do many, many things. So, uh, I, I think, the truth is that I think you've lost because they are women. Okay. All right. So, so is he saying that women don't go to war? Or I, I don't know. I, he, he lost me last minute. A disproportionate mm. amount of women mm. are allowed to go to conflict zones mm. even if they want to. Okay. Right? Because they're just assumed to have less power, mm-hmm. less energy, mm-hmm. or just less than men. Mm. So, they're naturally blocked from that. And I've never noticed, to be honest, mm. that women don't carry guns. Yeah, I've, I've never, a few I've of never them noticed. carry pistols. But I don't think I've seen one actually carry an AK-47, which yeah. is mostly what... The men carry. Yeah. I've never seen that, That's to be honest. I don't even think I've ever noticed them carrying pistols. Yeah. yeah. I should I should start paying more attention. All right, so so, so we, we, we've talked about VAPA, and VAPA um, is not applicable in all states because Nigerian law defunding. All over the world, one legal difficulty with prosecuting intimate partner violence is the victim's fear yeah. of reprisal. That's why some countries have provisions like restraining orders, right? Yeah. Does Nigerian law have mechanisms in place to protect victims from their abusers? You see, one thing is to have mechanism in place. One thing is to have actually the reality on the ground. Up until this day, you will go to a police station to report a matter. Mm. They say, but he has paid bright price. What? Eh? Yes. They will clearly tell you, despite the lip service that the police continues to do, mm. right? There are many, many places. We had a victim who came a couple of months ago to report violence. Mm. And what had been told to her at the police station mm. was that she should go and sort it out with her husband. What? And sort out what she did wrong. What? So therein lies the issue that society as a whole does not see the value of a woman saying, I don't want to be beaten. I need protection and them stepping up. They still think that your protection should be either your husband or your father. And if you go out of that, you're overstepping. So although, um, what do you call it, a restraining order does exist in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get it. Who, how many people know how to get a restraining order? Okay, you're here on the show now. You're a lawyer. Tell us how to get a restraining order. Hmm. Let me see if I remember clearly. They hmm. say, God forbid that a lawyer should know all the law. They should only know where to find the law. <laughs> So let me quickly find it in my brain. I think you go to a court with an application um, to ask the judge to put a certain uh, distance between you and the perpetrator mm. and then the court grants it. And I think it's an expert motion, so you don't need the person to come to and answer present. to it. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do I need to go through a lawyer or? Most or? times when you go to a court, sadly, you do need a lawyer. In Nigeria. In Nigeria. I am also not sure if the police can give you a restraining order. I think that might be a possibility but mm. of course again we have to search if somebody is listening and they know this would be the time to call yes please and help us yes please thank you we would really appreciate that okay so 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 let me um ask you one more question how easy or difficult is it for a woman to secure a divorce without the consent of her husband so you married a terrible man or you're just tired of the marriage, even if the man is not a terrible man, and you want a divorce. How easy is it for, for, for that woman to secure a divorce without the consent of her husband? It's usually difficult, generally. Like for men, both culturally and under religion, it's easy to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Under Islamic law and the penal code, mm-hmm. he says, I divorce you. And that's it. You're divorced, literally. Just says it with his mouth. Yes. Like once. Mm. It's temporary. Mm. It means you have three months to figure out if you still want to be together. Twice is still temporary. When he says it three times, if he says, I, f- I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce it, that's it. You no longer have a husband. Like, you're supposed to pack and leave. Wow. There's nothing else left for you. In Islam. Yes, but even under that law, a woman does not have those rights. She has to go to court and give a reason why she no longer wants to be married to him. 
and the reasons are quite, uh, what you call it, they're limited. Either he's not satisfying her sexually, he's no longer maintaining her, or any other reasons that fall under maintenance of a wife. Hmm. And uh, getting a divorce generally under the Nigerian law, if you got married under the act, it's not easy, hmm. neither for men or for women. Hmm. You have to go and to prove to the court that you no longer, that the marriage has irrevocably been broken, hmm. or that you've been separated for more than two years, hmm. and thus you no longer want to be married. Mm-hmm. And because, again, our courts are back logged our justice is slow mm. it takes a while before you can get divorced even if you wanted to even mm. if he agreed but if he doesn't it's even worse oh my goodness so it's really difficult for us to separate ourselves once we've pro- um, we've pledged ourselves before the law you know this is an important issue because if a woman cannot leave a marriage where for example she's being battered or she's subjected to financial abuse a conversation will have one day or she's being forced by the law to live at the mercy of her abuser mm. She's 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 screwed. Pardon yeah. my French. She's yeah. she's done. Yeah, because she can't leave. And if she's also married under, say, the Sharia law, it means she can still be beaten by that perpetrator, and she cannot separate from him. Okay, let's move on to the next thing I want to talk about. We just saw the case of uh, Jeff uh, Bezos, yes. right? The founder of Amazon. He cheated on his wife, yes. and she is getting a divorce from him. Yes. Ever since he founded Amazon, she left her career. She became a stay-at-home mom. So she became a housewife. She's entitled to half of their billions in a divorce. Does a Nigerian woman who did not work during the marriage have any financial rights? She does. Um, she has a right to support, and many people have successfully gotten um, what you call a spousal support okay. under the law. But most women don't know this, and it's not implicitly or explicitly handed to you you're not even told about it Hmm. if you have somebody who knows Hmm. then you're told about it and then you fight for it you fight tooth and nail to be supported but most men will tell you that they did it themselves right Hmm. i think there was a case recently in 2019 or at the end of 2018 here in nigeria Hmm. where a woman actually got the marital home that they had so he left her he divorced her and the courts found that she had rights to the home and she should stay in the house okay so it does happen it's not as often but little victories are important so Mm. that other women can know that they can get protections Mm. and also one funny thing which i don't know where to place in my mind whether this is a good or a bad thing Mm. is that there's actually something called breach of promise to marry under nigerian law breach of hold that thought we have steve whose sibling was a victim of domestic violence and she was pushing the case hello steve Hey, good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon to you. Um, yeah, actually, this case happened. Uh, she went to the Amuad of this um, welfare office, and um, you know, some of the officials there, who, who incidentally are men. I don't know why men are addressing women issues. Anyway, uh, don't mind me. That's on a lighter note. But though they asked her to bring money. You know, and uh, when she told me, I told her it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense to me um, that um, she shouldn't do that. So eventually she had to travel down to the east, spread it out in the uh, local government there. Although eventually she came back to Lagos and uh, also someone directed her to another local government somewhere in Papa and she was able to sort it out there. And uh, But another thing I want to add to this is that uh, it's not just about our societies. Nigeria is a very complicated place. Too. Mm. I know. Apart from the government, apart from the laws being mm. confusing and complex, you know, we practice a federal system of government. We are a federal government. We are the federal government who make laws that say they not applicable to them. I don't understand that. So, what control has the federation mm. had over the states? That's a very big question there. Mm. So, it doesn't really add up to me. And then another thing is that, you see, uh, marriage, when in Nigeria, another problem we have is religion. Mm. And we were able to, we were just saying, thank God, thank God you are not wedded, thank God you've not gone to this, thank God you've not gone to church, thank God you've not done that. Mm-hmm. It's always an impossibility for people who have wedded in the church mm-hmm. to leave marriage. Because she was saying something about divorce and all of that. Mm-hmm. Even when you don't like, even when you are dying in that marriage, mm-hmm. the church will tell you it is the cross, it is this. And all that, and all that. That's another angle to this. Mm-hmm. That's another problem. Mm-hmm. So she was so happy that the wedding had not come. She okay. didn't, she hadn't done so the society also is a problem, religion and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a complex 
Pleasure. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much, Steve, for calling us and sharing your thoughts. Uh, uh, come back with, with that. Uh, Bridge of promise to marry. Yes, please. What, what is that? What? If somebody promises to marry you uh-huh. and then pulls out of that promise to marry, uh-huh. you can actually sue them and get damages. So it's not just after you marry that you have rights to somebody's property. <laughs> if somebody, whether in contract or by implication or action... Promises to marry you. He has gone to greet your parents. Eh? He has told you to stop seeing other men. Eh? You have bought everything. You're ready to marry. He now says he's not doing. You can take him to court. And you can get damages for that breach of promise to marry. And so also a man. If she promises to marry you, then she now meets one rich man. One Magana wants to marry her. You can sue her. Yeah, but considering like how slow our system, our justice system grinds, I mean that will probably take forever before you, you will be it. shocked. There are some things that happen very, very quickly. In Nigeria. <laughs> this might be one of them. And you might get a judge who was also jilted, and then you get like better judgment. Okay, My goodness! All right, so um, let, let's talk about our rape laws. Yes. Hmm? Our rape laws. We all know that um, they are not the most effective in the world generally, but they are even worse when it comes to marital rape. Yeah. Zina, you should have been here the day I talked about marital rape. Oh, people were like... How many people called? And everybody. Sandra, how can you say husband or rapey wife? There's no such thing as rape between a husband and a wife. How can you tell you? You know, when people are married, you have to say in mature mind, in a mature stuffs. Second episode of that show, I had to bring a pastor and a traditionalist and a marriage counselor to come and tell my listener that, yes, actually, yeah. marital rape is a thing. It actually does happen. And still, we had people call and say, oh, the traditionalist can afford to talk. He has 12 wives. If he, if he doesn't want to if one is not in the mood, you can't be the other one. <laughs> Seriously, uh, you can catch that uh, conversation on Facebook. It's still on Facebook. Uh, look for it. Gasly Marital Rape Part 2 and watch it. It was, it was such good conversation. But back to our laws, our rape laws. Why do many of our laws refuse to acknowledge intimate partner rape? I think it might be due to the fact that as a people, we don't consider women to have rights over their own bodies. That's the general truth of it, right? Mm. That how dare she say that because somebody has paid 10, 20,000 or 2 naira mm. over her body that she can refuse him. We don't believe that women should have power over their own bodies. Mm. So we're saying because he has paid money 10 years ago, mm. whenever he wants it, however he wants it, mm. he can get it. So that recognition continues to be there. As mm. you said, your callers were very clear to say, how can a man rape a woman? Mm. But it's not all the time you want it, mm. right? Mm-hmm. If you're sick, you don't want it. Mm. If you don't want it, you don't want it. You're just not in the mood, period. You're not if in it's the mood. too early in the morning, if it's too late in the night, like just because you said you wanted yam today doesn't mean that you want yam every day. That's you right. want yam in the middle of the night. <laughs> you want yam on the road. You want yam when you just come back from the market. Mm. So it's... It's, that's not how sex is and that's not how it should be. Mm. If a woman forced herself on a man, mm. however, mm. we will find problems with that, right? But when a man forces himself on a woman, whether because he's married to her or otherwise, mm. we're quick to make excuses. Mm. And therein lies the problem. Just mm. because you're married to somebody does not mean you have taken all agency mm-hmm. or rights from the person. Mm. And I think once we recognize that as a people, we will start to give women their own rights. Because she's married to you, it's not like she doesn't love you. It's not like she has said no all the time Mm -hmm. but you cannot force her just because you want to I remember that I gave an example one time, and uh, on one of on one of the episodes for marital rape, it's on Facebook. Please watch it. This conversation is also streaming on Facebook at Nigeria Info FM. And I was like, uh, so a caller was saying, Sandra, how can my wife refuse me? I'm like, what do you mean that I don't condone rape, but some 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 women used to refuse for too long? I'm like, so so you're saying that if uh, if uh, no, he said no, there will be consequences if you refuse for too long. I'm saying, what do you mean by consequence? So you're saying if she refuses you for say a month, and the girl's like a month? Why do you refuse me for a month? So I think the problem is that again, men refuse to understand when there is no consent is rape. Hmm. So when he said there will be consequences, he knew exactly what he was saying. Hmm. He means that he will go ahead even if there is no consent. Hmm. So that really does explain the mindset of how a lot of people think hmm. that just because you have paid a certain price 
over a woman. Or because you're not a stranger who grabbed her and rushed her into an alley. Yes. Because you know, some people don't think of rape as rape until it happens with maybe armed robbers came to your house yes. or you're passing by an alley and someone drags you in a corner. Yes. That's why people find a hard time wrapping it around their heads. Oh, your friend can rape you. Yes. Your husband can rape you. Your yes. boyfriend can rape you. Yes. Your domestic partner can rape you. And it does happen all the time. By the time she says no and mm. you continue, very clearly it's rape. And you can tell if a woman doesn't want it. Mm. Like, it's very, very obvious. She mm. will move her body. She'll say, I don't want to do. She will say no. She'll use many other languages. Mm. But the moment she does not say yes, mm. consent, no day. And that one clearly is rape. So we need to do better in not forcing women, whether or not we are married to them. Okay. We'll continue this conversation after a very quick break. I want us to have more. Oh my God. So many people wanting to call. So many people calling actually and, and sharing their own sad stories. We'll come to you. Don't go away. Hard, hard facts. We'll be right back. <coughs> Hello. Uh, is this microphone working? Okay. This is a public service announcement. If we add the name of your group, this information is for you. Sweet Boy has a session. Seven Queen. Beard Gang. Hotel Children. Clapback Squad. Hetehe. Savage King and Queen. Insta Business Honor. Team National. That is how I woke up like this. Listen to me carefully. With 200 Naira, you can hope to one gig for Instagram. With empty hand, Insta Beach Bundle. Are you listening to this? One gig for Instagram. For only 200 Naira. Wow, star four is zero six ash to get started. Data make it better just for you. I'm still Malta. Live, if not now, then when? Do something new, if not you, then who? Don't overthink it, just do what makes you happy. Explore new routes, move towards that thing that scares you. Whoever is looking, give them a show. This year, live your best life. I'm Stel Malta. Be your best. I can do much to lower my A1C. Because my body can still produce its own insulin. And that's why I take Diabicaps, made from pure natural herbs, for the treatment of diabetes. Diabicaps is a herbal treatment with no side effects that can help lower blood sugar and urine sugar. It is suitable for long-term use with a definitive curative effect. Combined with a healthy diet and exercise, the results can be amazing. And it carries no risk of damage to kidneys or liver. So instead of seeking artificial methods to control blood sugar, Diabicaps helps your body do it on its own and trains it to eventually continue unassisted. And that's why I choose Diabicaps. Diabicaps can be bought at every pharmacy nationwide and you can call 081-114-81111 or 081-077-43213. Diabicaps, home of quality helps. This is the glass ceiling. The glass ceiling on hard facts. Hard facts. Thank you so much for joining us on The Glass Ceiling today. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and I have an amazing, amazing guest who is the Executive Director of the Initiative for Equal Rights, a.k.a. Tears Nigeria. I'm talking about Azinath Mohammed. Thank you so much again for joining us. Thanks for having me. If this is the first time you've listened to an episode of The Glass Ceiling, my goodness, you've missed. You've been missing. You need to get on Facebook and catch up, all right? On The Glass Ceiling, we talk about all of the different ways that um, things stand in the way of women being the best that they can be. As far as uh, uh, the society is concerned, as far as the workplace is concerned, as far as the home is concerned, as far as politics is concerned, what are all the different barriers that stand in the way of women? How do we find solutions that shatter these glass ceilings? And we've been having an amazing conversation. And now I want to detour a bit because um, we were talking about rape, marital rape, intimate um, partner rape uh, before before the break. And I want us to talk about enforcement and implementation of law, right? Mm -hmm. And how women are discriminated against in enforcement, right? How big of a problem is sexism in the police and in the courts? Well, the police has been famous. It's known for the various um, 
how would I call it, um, roadblocks that it puts for women. Hmm. And uh, that's just women, first of all, inside the police act hmm. and the way that they are treated. And then when it comes to just getting protection from the police, hmm. as you can very clearly tell, many people can support and report how this happens. So very often when an issue has to do with violence against women, the police are more slow and more lax in protecting those who need the protection the most okay right you will go um there are underage kids that are being married and they'll tell you well as long as her father agreed who am i to say anything this mm. issue should remain at home mm. when it's um violence between a husband to his wife they will say who am i to say anything mm. eh, you people should sort it at home is a family matter so that continues to happen again in enforcement and i know a lot of um what do you call it uh people within the police um ngos have tried to work with the police to ensure that um there's a better system but mm-hmm. so far we haven't gotten there because the police as it's as a whole mm-hmm. on its own problem day <laughs> so unless we fix the whole police it's mm-hmm. hard for it to get to the issues of women specifically but really when it comes to enforcement we really really get the short end of the stick so a clergyman and a marriage counselor says he believes that women are the weaker uh, vessel. All right, Ap- Apostle Matthew, tell me more about this opinion. Okay, uh, Sandra, mm. I love your uh, topic, and I want to contribute. Yes, go ahead. So what I'm talking, what I'm talking is that mm. women, for the fact that somebody is your wife, mm-hmm. does not make her a sex a, a, a sex slave or sexual. Please. Okay. You don't need to buy force. Uh, it's just like when somebody, sometimes you don't feel like eating. You may be one people, you don't have appetite. Mm. So we should treat our wives that we love, we marry, mm. with love. And that the Bible says, you know, and we can't just Treat them with wisdom. What, what, are you, what wisdom is this? This is where it comes in. In fact, this is the major area of it. So when we're talking, I'm talking that the way generally mm-hmm. Nigerians, I'm a Nigerian, I'm a liberal man, mm-hmm. the way we treat women, mm-hmm. our wives, mm-hmm. even when you come to I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It's very appalling. Yes, it is. We, we don't, in fact, it feels too bad. Yes, it is. And most of our women, even young women, do not also respect themselves. They don't conduct themselves well. They create opportunities, chances for them to be maltreated. Uh, tell me how. How do young women create opportunities for themselves to be maltreated? Thank you. Thank you. They run after men that have money. They don't conduct themselves wisely. They dress and as they do, they dress half nudely. Let me tell you something. So, so, so Apostle, Apostle, you, you yeah. think you think because women run after men for money or they don't dress properly, that's why men treat them anyhow? Some women, some people have take advantage of their situation, of their condition, and mm. do with you whatever they want to do. Mm. Do you believe that? But is, yeah. but is it the fault of the women or the, the fault of the men? It, it, it is both. In this, in this in this aspect, it is both. You cannot steal from somebody and still blame the person. The problem, now, well, when there is violence, the only person who will take responsibility and fault from it is the violator, not the victim. Never actually, the victim. Yes, eh? the violator is the one that is uh, wrong. So mm. let's not blame the punished. victim on top again. Let's leave it where it is. There's only one place where it is at, the violator, never the victim. That is true. Mm. That is true. I didn't say uh, the, 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 the victim is, is wrong. Mm. But what I mean is if we, we don't need to create chances for the person we know will not handle us well. Okay. We take advantage of all that area I'm talking. All right, Apostle. Thank you so much for calling to share your thoughts. It's, it's actually quite common, uh, uh, Pastor's views. You find people who say, it is very terrible. It is so bad. But, you know, women too, on their own end, you know, they are... I think for me, what I love about what he said mm. is that really there's no place for violence. And he is speaking as a man and saying as an Igbo man, mm. what we do 
it's not right and mm. we should do better. And mm -hmm. I think that is commendable. Yeah. And the part about victim blaming, I think it's a lot of unlearning that people need to do because we've been taught so often that if something bad happens to you, you must have done something to cause it. That's right. But that's not true. Every single time a bad thing happens is simply because a bad person wanted it to happen. Mm. It's never the fault of who it happened to. Mm. It's just because that person at that point chose to do a bad thing. Mm. Never ever your fault. You know, I also need to disagree with the apostle about the women being the weaker vessel when he said that I cringed and so did uh, uh, Zinat. Uh, women are not asking for better treatment because we are weaker. We are insisting on equal rights because we are equal. Men and women are equal. I saw a lot of men just go, Sandra, can you say that? I mean, we do a lot of things. To say that men are the stronger versus is, is looking at it one-sided. We do more than men on every given day. Mm. Yet they still find a way to make it look like we do less and we're weaker. Ah, <laughs> put a man in a woman's place for a day. And let's see what they come back to say. On this show, I love to talk about solutions. So we've been looking at the laws that work against women, right? Let's talk about solutions. Yes. Which laws would you want repealed? And which laws would you want amended to get women on a more equal footing legally? Okay, so first and foremost, my former, my fellow northerners, <laughs> my fellow Muslims, eh, salam alaikum. Mm. we need to do better. Eh? <laughs> we need to take it back home and we need to do better. There is no way that it is allowed for a man to beat a woman. Haba. We need to remove that very, very clearly and very easily. Mm. We also need to remove the burden of proof on women. If a woman says she has been raped mm. and she cannot bring up to four witnesses, Wait, she what? will now be taken as a liar and be prosecuted for adultery. Wait, what? Yes, if they rape you and you cannot prove it, it will now be turned against you. There are also simple things like where you need a witness on an issue to report on a matter. If it's women, you need to because women are not considered to be enough. You must have somebody to corroborate what you're saying. My goodness. So laws like that, very clearly, my northern people, eh, my Muslim people, we need to do better. We need to change. Eh? Mashallah. <laughs> Let's change that. <laughs> That's the first step. Okay. The second one is to allow people who want to do work to work. Mm. That's so unfair that in this day and time, we think that despite women having the capacity, eh, the education, the need, the ability to do something, that we should stop them because it is night. Mm. That's so, so unfair and we need to remove it. Thirdly, we need to make women full Nigerians. Eh? There are many of us now that, you know, um, Abdullah, Samuel, Emeka, Yomi, they're not doing enough. So we're going to bring David and... Uh, Timothy from the abroad. Mm. Please allow us to make them Nigerian. Let them wear Agbada and enjoy it. <laughs> let them turn into <laughs> local demons. But seriously, let's allow <laughs> demons, I like that. Yes, let's <laughs> allow them to, to have the full rights and citizenship as Nigerians and to pass on what it means to be a Nigerian. Mm. I think again, fundamentally, when it comes to rape, we need to acknowledge that whether or not you're married to the person, mm. whether or not you're related to the person, mm. rape is rape. Eh? There are too many rapes that we allow to happen. Say somebody has paid bright price. Mm. Or this despicable case where um, people's sexuality is used against them. That if a woman does not like men, she's mm. allowed to be raped by her family members or whoever to so, correct her. So that's unacceptable. Corrective rape happens in Nigeria? Corrective rape happens in Nigeria. We have so many cases of it reported to our organization and we continue to try and work against it. But people think that they can sleep with you to force you to enjoy sex with men. And I don't understand that. How does rape make you enjoy something? Mm. And these things are unacceptable. And we must clearly put in laws to protect women because women are the ones who suffer the most, most harm. It doesn't matter what person's um, gender is. We need to do better as Nigerians to protect individuals from the abuse of other Nigerians. Hmm. All right. You said the penal code only applies in northern Nigeria. Yes. Is it a federal law that specifies it will only be applied in the north? Or yes. is it a law that was passed by different states of assembly? It's I'm a federal asking. law that okay. was passed on by the constitution. So when we came together and amalgamated and became a country, hmm. we, had two, we had one law that was wanted to pass right mm -hmm. so that's the criminal code mm -hmm. but then the northerner said no we believe in different things mm. and we have different religion and so so things are unacceptable to us so we want our own different law mm. so they made things like adultery a crime okay they made things like um, what you call it drinking alcohol and they put in things like allowing them to beat their wives 
Mm. That was basically it. Most of the differences are directly from religion. Mm. So it's a federal law, but applicable mostly in northern Nigeria. I needed to ask that so that my listener knows who to face when it's time to challenge that. Mm, you have to face the federal government. Your laws, your lawmakers at the Senate and House of uh, Representatives mm-hmm. are the ones who are responsible for this law. You know, a lawyer friend of mine just told me before I came on air that in Port Harcourt police stations, a woman cannot bail somebody. Is that the practice of, or, 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 or is, is that a practice all over Nigeria? That's a practice in many, many places. Sadly, it's not just in Port Harcourt. When they tell you that, first of all, bail is free. Uh, we all know that bail is not free. Yes. Bail or recognizance, they will tell you that, yes, a man can come and bail you, but a woman cannot. So the police are a law unto themselves. Ah, is that a legal ban or is it just something that the police decided? Oh, that's a thing that they will tell you. Right. Because, again, when things happen, we don't break it down to the people who are just running um, the recruits and the newcomers into the police force. Mm. So this is something that has been longstanding that one man just decided, ah, why should we allow women bail out? Mm. And it just continued at pra- as practice. Hey. It's not allowed. All right. So we have uh, Michael who says the entire public should be enlightened on the rape issues. OK, Michael. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Michael calling from VI. Yes, we know. Go ahead. All right. So I just want to quickly say, first of all, we have to educate people about rape. Okay. Like you guys already said earlier, rape can happen to anybody. Mm. It can be father, daughter, mother, son. It can be sister, brother. It can be husband, wife. It can be anybody. It can be anybody. So people need to know that rape can happen anywhere and to anybody. And mm. secondly, people need to stop stigmatizing rape victims. Mm. You know, because because of the stigma, many rape victims can speak up. Mm. You know, Nigeria is a country where people tend to stigmatize. You don't have a father to stigmatize you. You have a bomb stigmatize. You have a child to stigmatize you. Mm. You have to learn that people who have issues are also people as well. And so we should not have to treat them as human first mm. before we can now say, okay, let's look the other way. Mm. Then thirdly, I also want it to be in a way that it should be enforced in the law such that the rapist really, really pays. Because... We also have some of these leaders who are also, you know, perpetrators of this act. I mean, look at back, back, back in the days or so years ago, they were deliberating child marriage. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. some of the last of the who spoke up and, and, and some other other likes. You know, they they, they sat down to deliberate about child marriage for Christ's sake. Mm. So, rape can be seen in so many instances, and basically it's without consent. So, anything that you know supports rape. In whatever manner, it's whether it's family or clergy or religion or I don't know, hmm. it, it, should, it should definitely be dealt with. And it also happens to both genders, both male and female. That's right. That's true. Thank All you right, very much. Michael. Thank you so much for calling me. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. What's oh, good All joined. Good afternoon. Please. Mm. Mm-hmm. The law that you're just talking about, that's mm. federal law. Mm. I don't think it's federal law. There's no ban against alcohol drinking. A fraternizing with supposed sex, but it's a religious law which is passed by the individual state of assembly. So you're arguing with a lawyer about what is the law? Okay, again, penal code so, and the criminal code were uh, made by the federal government, but it's enforceable only in northern Nigeria. The penal exactly, code exactly. It's not a, said, yeah, but no. she said that now. <laughs> yes, ma. Yes, ma. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh-huh, thank you. See, people just want to go drink water. Calm down. Calm if down. I was wrong, I would have really appreciated him setting me right. I'm <laughs> so glad. So one of the things I wanted to raise again before we go, because you know this opportunity doesn't come often. Yes. I think it's genital mutilation that happens to a lot of women, hmm. but not just women, but it also happens to intersex people. Okay. And intersex people are the people that in the past we used to call hermaphrodites, people who say sexual characteristics or body parts hmm. doesn't fit into naturally what we call male or female female. so there are people who have breasts and might have like a and have testes Mm. or people who have testes and have ovaries Mm. so those people are completely normal and natural Mm. but what happens so often especially within the medical um this thing medical practice is that parents are advised to actually do surgeries on their children 
they'll say, ah, you know, if they grow up like this, people will discriminate against them. Mm. So do this, do that. So although a lot of genital mutilation happens to women, so much of it happens to intersex people and it affects them for the rest of their lives. Mm. Like you might not even know you're intersex sometimes because there's a secret around it. People don't talk about it. Mm. And it's completely normal. At least up to 2 to 3% of every community or every society mm. is intersex. Wow. And we continue to not even talk about their issues, just sweep it under. See, even if you have an intersex family member, you will not even be told about it. It's mm. almost as if it's something that is shameful. Mm, and yeah. this is something that is completely normal and natural. But because we insist that there can only be male or female and you must fit into those binaries, right? It becomes a problem. But we have people that are completely normal and we need to stop mutilating their bodies. Yes, this is a conversation that we'll have on a special day. Uh, Mazin Namdi on Twitter says, well, wow, all you girls that have jilted me, you girls are in soup. I'm seeing you with every villain. Get ready, girls. <laughs> You're welcome, Mazi. Okay. Uh, thank you for uh, disrupting my show. Apostle's comment is that some women go after only made men instead of discerning them. In Nigeria, poverty is very high. Some men misuse women very well. Also, federal government should pass a law that um, flogs the rapists publicly. Nigeria is operating on 50% men instead of 100% of both men and women. On address operating on 50% men instead of 100% of both men and women. Can an aeroplane fly with 50% engine instead of 100%? The airplane will crash. That's why Nigeria is crashing steadily. As for divorce, it is wrong. You have to discern whom you are about to settle with before going ahead. All right, John, thank you so much for uh, sending that message across to us. Hi, Sandra, this is Phil Arabem. Areba men, he says. The topic is quite insightful and educating. Honestly, being married to a woman isn't an express visa for sex without consent. A woman should be treated with utmost dignity. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm doing my job. Like I think the last conversation you must have had yes. did a lot of good work. I feel like I'm doing my job. Well I feel done, like I'm Lagos. making an impact. Well done, Lagos. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's talk to one final person and then wrap up the show. Olumuiwa says, if every... Uh, if every man was like him, the idea of men raping their wives would not exist. But Davo, okay, well, Davo has called before, so let's talk to Olumuiwa. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, my name is Olumuiwa. Yes. Um, from the family that raised me, we were told that love, the word love, mm. give us the chances to be free. Love. Give us chance to be free. I married last week. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, and a day after the wedding, mm -hmm. hello, baby, let's do something. Oh, I am tired. And I remember that love gave us the chance to be free. Mm. In another word, if all men were like me, this issue of rape wouldn't be the issue at all. Mm -hmm. What are you raping? Can you rape somebody when you did not get the concept of the person? I don't think, I don't see the beauty of that rape when the other part is not, you know, releasing herself. Mm. So in conclusion, love, this love we are talking about, mm. give her the chance to be free, not to be in bondage. And my husband, if I know drum, the society, my family, no. Mm. Love should give us the freedom to be free. Oh, thank you so much, Alumuiwa. I love calls like that. And congratulations again on your marriage. I wish you a very long and happy marriage. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. The Executive Director of the Initiative for Equal Rights, Tears Nigeria. They're doing amazing work. So follow them on Twitter and all the other social uh, uh, media platforms. You can also volunteer to work with them and help make Nigeria a better place. She's on social media as uh, at Zina on, on yeah. Twitter. X double E N A R H. Yes. And uh, she is a lawyer, she's an author, and uh, a host of other amazing things. Yeah, you should you should Google her, uh, Azina Mohammed. And she's helped us break down the Nigerian law and how it can be a glass ceiling for Nigerian women. Next week, I'll be talking to African women in tech on the glass ceiling. It's going to be so great. I'm looking forward to it. I am Sandra Ezekwasili. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, S Ezekwasili. Coming up on Hard Facts today, let's take a look at the climate change bill and why the president said, hmm, I'm not going to assent to this bill. Nigeria Info 99.3.
icy, 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 cool, get icy, 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 that's the best ever cool. Are they clean, fresh, and extra cool? Then you want Sabiha, well, I go bring them to you. Advanced formula with extra mentor, giving the best ever cool. You love my clean, fresh, my extra cool, protecting me from germs caused by sweat. That's a, that's a cool, get icy, icy, cool, get icy. Best ever, that's all cool. There's now a way to live on top of the world, literally, at 20% off. Fairmont Hilltop Service Plot at Alagbadu is the way. Top-notch amenities and secure environment, 20 minutes from the Keja Airport, 15 minutes from the mall, 